Mark is the owner and broker of the Krim Group, a real estate brokerage specializing solely in probate and trust real estate sales in the beautiful state of California. As a previous practicing attorney, he's got an intimate knowledge of the probate process in order to ensure each sale is smooth and compliant with the probate code in California. Mark also offers ancillary services such as unlawful detainer services in the case of holdover tenants and handles many limited authority sales requiring court confirmation. A few weeks ago, I had the great honor of sitting down with Mark to discuss a number of important topics related to probate. And because, folks, this conversation was so good, we've decided to divide it up into separate episodes so that you can derive the most value. Mark brought it in this conversation. I can't be more excited to bring to you the content that he's going to deliver. In today's episode, we get into what to do if you've got a holdover tenant. What is a holdover tenant? It's someone who's currently living in the property that you just inherited that is overstaying their welcome and will not leave. So what do you do? What are your legal rights? Who should you speak with? And what specific steps should you take? If these are any questions that you have Welcome to the show. Mark is going to address those and more. Welcome to an all new episode of Probate Navigated. This is the show where I dive deep into probate so that you can be the master of resolving your estate so that you have a compelling story to tell. I believe that confusing complexity is the enemy to successfully resolving your estate. And an educated fiduciary with the right team is the best way to defeat that enemy and win in probate. I am your host, Jonathan Smith, and I hope that you enjoy my conversation with the one and only Mark Gentuli. Mark, welcome to the Probate Navigated Show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Let's talk through something that's really important and hopefully... Uh, our listeners do not have to deal with, but I believe that many of them will, and that is dealing with the pain of a holdover tenant. <laughs> you and I have spoken about this. You've got some stories here. I have a few. That's you know, and it, it, I I see the same story. You see the same stories a lot, right? Unfortunately, you see people being taken advantage of in very very similar ways. When, you, when you're in the probate industry, whether you're an attorney, a fiduciary, a realtor, uh, you know, lender, you, you just, uh, unfortunately, you see the same type of story over and over. But the good thing is, is that I've been more proactive in trying to educate the people that are going through probate for the first time in order to help um, prevent some of these um, instances where they're being could potentially be taken advantage of and yeah. specifically by holdover tenants. So what is a holdover tenant? First of all, um, someone that was had a legal right to be on the property or to be living on the property, either a, a tenant paying rent, someone, you know, a legitimate tenant or a family member or friend that was living with the decedent and, you know, after the decedent passes away, you know, the, the person just keeps on living there, right? And then either probate is, is filed or if it's a trust situation, you know, the trust is being administered 
and the beneficiaries are stepping up. They're learning about the situation and they come to, you know, come to find out that this, this is, this is one part they have to deal with, you know, and let's say the beneficiaries decide amongst themselves, okay, we want to sell the property. Okay. Well, how do we deal with the person living there? Right. So in California, um, let's say we're dealing with a house and this person has been living there for more than a year. Well, a 60 day notice to vacate is required first. That's step number one in order to um, evict someone. And so you, you really don't need an attorney for this, but it's still probably better to just get the form from them um, and get it served properly um, on the tenant. And once that 60 days is up, and the, let's say the tenant doesn't move, you now have the right to file an unlawful detainer action or an eviction action. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that takes time. It can, it's either going to be contested or uncontested. And if it goes, if it is contested, it's going to go to trial. And uh, assuming you, you win the trial, then you have to get a writ of possession and then you have to contact the sheriff's office for a lockout. So this Overall, it could be a four to five month process. So what I'm seeing of, and you asked me, what are, my, what are my horror stories? I see the same thing a lot. And I've actually, I've come up with this very proactive and I even have a name for this type of person. I call them the cooperative holdover, okay? So imagine this, imagine that brother and sister um, are, trying to sell mom and dad's house and, and whatever nephew is living there. Okay. And, and, and you, you call nephew and you say, Hey, you know, we're going through probate. We decided we want to sell the real estate, you know, during probate, you know, probably probably want to get on the market in about two months. Oh, and then, you know, nephew or cousin, or whatever says, yeah, no problem. No, that's, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll start looking for a place now. I'll start packing up boxes, you know, just call me in two months and I'll make sure I'm ready to go. Fast forward two months. Okay, so I think we're, uh, you know, we're all ready. Realtors ready to go. Um, we're going to start taking pictures. You know, are you moving out this week? You know, and the cousin says, you know, I, I actually I haven't found a place. I'm going to need some more time, you know, and really we all know what's going on here. It's just going to keep buying time and buying time right. and buying time. And I've seen this. I've seen this play out among siblings. I've seen this played out among strangers for, for over a year. Okay. Wow. Wow. Now what I, what I recommend is to get ahead of the situation is in that initial conversation with siblings and this family member or whoever this holdover tenant is, I, I would say, okay, you know, great. I appreciate your cooperation. <clears throat> I'm going to send you a let, you know, a letter from me, just, you know, thanking, thanking you and, and giving you some of the details and what I recommend is writing that letter and attaching the 60 day notice to it. And you can, you can blame that action on the attorney. Hey, you know, this is, we don't need this. This is precautionary, you know, last resort. We totally trust you, but the attorney just told us to, you know, to do this. And that way, fast forward to two months or whatever the time frame is, and you find out that cooperative holdover becomes uncooperative holdover. Well, now you have your insurance policy and you can file your eviction now and you're going to save yourself yeah. 50 days. 
you know, you're not. You're, you're expediting it possibly 60 to 90 days. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, so I, it's, it's something that I've advised and it's something that's come in handy and it has saved time. And not only time, but let's say there's a mortgage on that house. You're saving, look at the holding costs, you know, mortgage. Relational conflict. It, yeah, there's um, all kinds. Right. You know, so you're saving time and money. So go, let's go there for a second because th this seems to be one of your classic, hey, make sure you understand the consequences and whether or not you want to pay them. There seem to be a lot of negative consequences with this. Mortgage payment, taxes and insurance. Uh, you're talking about relational dysfunction, chaos, conflict within a family. What are, what are some of the other costs associated with someone not dealing with this in an appropriate time manner? Well, every, it's a case by case thing. I mean, some, sometimes administering these estates are very time sensitive. Sometimes they're very liquid. And so if you have to deal with, you know, someone that's just buying time, buying time, by occupying the property, not paying rent and all this stuff. I mean, it, um, it can, it can definitely get you into, into some trouble. I mean, yeah. you might have to, maybe you have to turn to hard money loans in order to pay off other, you know, other creditors that are, you know, short term, short term maturity type, type debt. So, you know, it's just something that it's so easy to get ahead of and probably overlooked quite a bit. Good. So, and, and just so that we're clear, if anybody's saying, okay, Mark, I want to make sure I'm, I've got you to get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. You're recommending one course of action is sending the letter and attaching on the backside the 60-day notice. Are there any other preparatory courses of action here that our listeners can take to avoid this? You know, California is a very, very tenant-friendly state. Yeah. So your options are very limited. We're talking about single-family residences here which are actually more landlord friendly than say anything with two units or more. Um, so, you know, that, that's pretty much your, your best approach from the get go. Cause you're not going to be able to speed up. You're not going to be able to speed up the eviction process. The only thing you can really get ahead of is the notice requirement. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. When you, when you get into apartments though, let's say you have a duplex and there's tenants and you want to try and get rid of them. I mean, in Los Angeles, good luck. There are very, very limited, very limited uh, reasons for eviction. Non-payment of rent is one. Um, and that's basically your best one. The other ones are, are just very difficult to win. You have, um, what they call a cash for keys option buyout agreement where there's going to be a predetermined buyout amount depending on the tenant's age, whether there's any disability, the length of tenancy. Um, and there's a spectrum that you can essentially buy them out, but it has to be voluntary, voluntary from the tenant's perspective. So you can't wow. just say, Hey, I'm going to, here's where you fall on the spectrum. Here's your check you know, go. No, they have to agree to that. So you can either evict them with one of the very, very limited eviction reasons. You can either do cash for keys 
or you most likely you're going to have to, if you want to sell it, you're going to have to sell it with that tenant. Now, if that tenant is protected under rent control, has lived there for a long time, most likely that tenant is paying very little rent and most likely you're not going to get as much as you would have got had it been vacant. So, so word to the wise here, do everything you can to avoid this issue. Now, Mark, let's go here for a second because I know it's probably a likely scenario that you've got some listeners here that are in this very situation. What do they do? Okay. So I think you need to be very vocal with your probate attorney because that's, the, that's really your point per person through all of this. And any good probate attorney is going to point you into the direction of a real estate attorney. Uh, and I would say go and I mean, get help from, from them. Don't, I mean, this is not something, I'm not saying this in order to take this on your own. I'm saying this to make you aware of the situation and point you in the right direction. Good. So talk with a probate attorney and go then speak with a real estate attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, if you're, if you're dealing with any eviction matters, just go consult with a real estate attorney. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the one and only Mark Chantrulli. And if you did, please be sure to let us know. You can connect with me on Instagram at I am Jonathan Smith. Be the first to listen to future episodes and previous episodes by subscribing to the show. All of our episodes can be found on all the different pod platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. And just by way of reminder, you can find links to everything discussed in the show notes at medium.com slash at probate journal. And until next time, and as always, thank you for listening.